SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. So many sports. So many memories. So many players. So many teams. So many great matchups. So many possibilities. Now are you really going to pass all that up? This is the Sports Grid Radio Network. Kids, here we go. Sportsbook Radio coming to you from the KSHP studios in Las Vegas. Brian Blessing and Stevie Slapshot. Chuck Esposito, Mike Lewis, two of the best going to join us on the proverbial show today. Follow me on Twitter at Brian Blessing. Follow Mr. Smith, because yes, that's his name. <laughs> at Stevie yeah. Slapshot. Ah, I let the cat out of the bag. <laughs> yeah. It's okay. They go in the phone book to look you up, but it'll take them 10 hours to find it. Absolutely correct. That, that's why I like Stevie Slapshot. There's too many of the other guys running around. Was Smith, did you Americanize that? Was it like something outlandish, or has it always been Smith? Uh, to my knowledge, it's always been Smith. We, uh, my, my, a cousin of mine did the, the family tree thing in college. We have lineage back to Mary, Queen of Scots. Well done. Yeah. yeah I think I... So I'm, I'm royalty, I'm Brian. related to Marie Antoinette. Oh, okay. I, I am a mutt. Look at I'm, us. Oh, me too. I Irish, little, German, yeah. English, and French. I'm one of those guys also. Um, a little bit of everything. Ruff, 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 ruff. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right. By the way, I think everybody around the country is doing pretty good now on, on the old weather front. Oh, boy, oh, boy. We did it. 90s. Yeah, I like it. 90 degrees are Right now, that's just fine. No, no, it was perfect. I, I didn't even have to turn on the air conditioning last night in the house, but, you know, I work from home now, and I was able to do it in T-shirts and, and shorts. Very cool. All right, so here's the deal. We got us a basketball game tonight. We talked about it in the first hour on Sports Grid Radio Network Series 204 for our listeners here in Las Vegas as well on KSHP. Man alive, what a ball game. The Suggs hits the shot. My heart goes out to UCLA, but I think they walk out of this just as proud as can be. It is what it is. It's like, how do you beat that? No, they'll, they'll be proud of it later. You know what, though? One of, the, one of the things that immediately came to mind was Tyus Edney. Yes, there's no doubt. I'll never forget that one because he, if, if memory serves, tell me if I'm right, Tyus Edney beat Missouri. When he went coast to coast. I thought it was BYU. Was it Missouri? I thought it was Missouri. Okay. And then they ultimately win the whole thing, and they beat Arkansas. And I had Arkansas to win the whole thing, the pool, the whole nine yards, and okay. UCLA, Tyus Edney got me. Yeah. But it was one of the greatest plays in college basketball history. Everybody remembers the kid, Tyus Edney. Everybody's going to remember the Gonzaga shot. Yeah. You know what we didn't talk about in the first hour was – you know how fundamentally sound Gonzaga is? Like every pass, chess passes, pop to it. You know, they just do all the right things. UCLA played again, a flawless game. What was brilliant about their strategy is they that game flew over the total. 
and they were starting late in the shot clock. Like they would stand out there, take 15 seconds off, and then execute flawlessly and get a great shot and knock it down late in the possession. It was as good a game plan as you could have against Gonzaga. But think about this. They said the kid practiced that all the time. They did a end-of-game drill, and he and Few said he makes it all the time. Few said, I, I knew what was going in. No, no, he was dead serious. He called bank? Doesn't matter if you call bank, it went in. <laughs> you and your bank. Well, come on. Doesn't matter, it went in. I, I know, I understand it went in, Brian, but that's when from he the, let it go, was he intending no, to bank it in? From, I don't think so. Yeah, yeah, the answer I would say to you is he wasn't. It's not like you're calling nothing but net. From that distance, it's getting online, and the bank is open. <laughs> no, from that far out. I mean, you're, you know, whatever. But watch that play. They get a great play. UCLA, fundamental basketball, first shot short, and all these kids fade away, and the other team gets the rebound. He followed his shot. Followed his shot, gets the rebound, layup. Watch this play again. Like, talk about being so prepared. As soon as that ball went through the hoop, Suggs comes running back towards the end line and turns to go to get it with a running start. Like, they were prepared. Even it's Yeah, it's a three-quarter, or not a three-quarter court. It's, it's inside a half-court shot. But that was something they clearly had practiced, that he, he was getting the ball with a running start and – Gonzaga, they jump out of bounds and quickly get it and get it to them. It wasn't like, oh, my God, they tied it, looked at a bench, is there a timeout? They were prepared for that moment. Yeah, no, it was, it was fantastic. I, I generally like, you know, passing the ball up court. You get the ball up court faster passing it than one guy moving it up court on his own. But they, they won the game. End, end of story. What, what I think is irrelevant now, well, as it has been for a long time. The game itself this evening, really interesting. Four and a half. That's a pretty firm number, and the total is 159 and a half. So we'll get Chuck Esposito's take on this, see what the odds makers have to say about it, where they think this number may or may not go. It looks like it's locked in pretty good. Don't forget, this is a team that was just laying 14. And be- it's what you last saw, and sometimes we say, be wary of what you last saw. I'll be interested to see if Drew and Suggs have a conversation at the beginning of warm-ups. All right. Well done. Chuck Esposito is going to join us in the on-deck circle. Glad to be with you. And we invite you to keep it right here on the Sports Grid Radio Network and Sirius Channel 204 from Las Vegas. It's Sportsbook Radio. What is the winning edge? It's sports news you can use. And you can only get it right here. We are the Sports Grid Radio Network. Opposite. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com.
as long as you can remember. There's only ever been one thing in your life that's been there for you. It's meant memories, family, friends. And yeah, we'll say it. Fun. Welcome to your home for talking sports. This is the Sports Grid Radio Network. You're listening to Vegas Sportsbook Radio with Brian Blessing on Sports Grid Radio, Sirius XM Channel 204. So I had the wrong Drew. Scott Drew, Bryce's brother, is the coach of Baylor. But Bryce may well be there tonight, and he and Suggs may still have that conversation. Bryce is the coach of Grand Canyon. Is that one of – would you call that in the history of college basketball, right, you had the – at the third attempt, the Russian – Length of the court pass to beat the U.S. Olympic team, right? Yeah. After uh, the made foul shots by Doug Collins. Right. We're dating ourselves. Yeah. I remember watching that. Oh, I was so upset. I Was that... Was it three tries they got? Yeah. At least yes. three. And, and did, did the, did the team... Hayward almost made the half-court shot for Butler, almost. Right. Against Duke. Right. But the Bryce Drew-Valpo play... Was one of the best basketball plays you will ever see. Right, and then there's this one. His dad Homer drew it up. the The other shot that I remember, uh, is, I know, is, I know what you're going to say. Okay, go ahead. Jerry West. No, I was going to go Leitner against Kentucky. Oh, Leitner, yes, yeah. wonderful. Do you remember Jerry West with the Lakers? Didn't that, he had near half court? He, right? No, th- the other foul line. It was like a three quarter. Oh, okay. Court shot. Okay. I, I think it was to beat the Knicks. If I'm not mistaken, in the, in the I was gonna, championship? I was going to guess Celtics, but you're probably right. Wow. Okay. Great memories. Chuck Esposito. Don't you feel young, uh, Chuck, when Stevie and I start talking <laughs> old guy stuff? I'm like, who are those guys? <laughs> uh, I know who they are. Uh, but, but hey, it's uh, that game was just unreal, guys. I mean, what a phenomenal game. And I think overall the tournament's been great, but... Uh, just to see the way UCLA kept coming back and, and coming back. And it was just fun to watch. You know, I didn't know if they could score in the in the 70s, uh, you know, to keep the game competitive. Um, but, wow, it was uh, just a phenomenal game to watch. All right. I'm on the patio. Actually, I'm inside, in and out, in and out, in and out. And I go out with about three minutes to go. And my wife had been outside on the patio. So I'm coming out. I had to do a, a work thing. So she goes in. She goes, what channel's the game on? So she goes inside. She's watching the game. She lies down on the couch. She's unbelievable. Like, she literally, if she lies down, takes three seconds. Bam, she's out like a light. So it's like 25 minutes later, the final three minutes of a basketball game. This guy makes this shot. I'm on the patio. I let out a blood-curdling, oh! One of those. And she was in there watching it. She stayed awake and watched I always ask you, Chuck, when something outlandishly insane happens like that, good Lord, what was the reaction in the book at Sunset Station and at all these places around the Valley? You pretty much just coined it, buddy. That's what it was. I mean, it was, uh, uh, you know, the, the oohs, the ahs, the screams, the, the wows. I mean, it, it would ma- it's what makes the tournament so much fun when you have – uh, something like that. I mean, you're talking about a team that was a, you know, a, a 14 point or greater favorite 
um, in the game against a team that was an 11 seed, uh, had to play the play-in game against Michigan State that was heavily bet against, um, and most people didn't think they'd be here. You know, our close proximity to Southern California, and you still had a lot of people here rooting for UCLA. So just the atmosphere was so much fun after not having the tournament last year. And from our side, we needed Gonzaga you know, to, to win and not cover, but we didn't need UCLA to win because if people liked UCLA, they were backing them not plus the points, but on the money line, which was a pretty juicy price. Um, so there was some oohs and ahs on our side of the counter as well. Hey, Chuck, I'm wondering uh, if, if you guys did, and I, I have a feeling you probably didn't, but if, if you heard if anyone around town at some point during the season didn't put up a prop of Gonzaga going undefeated. I, I don't recall, Stevie. Um, you, know, um, I, you know, I think I, I recall somebody having a prop up like Gonzaga and Baylor against the field. Um, okay. you know, and I remember that one. I don't recall who it was. Um, but but I, I don't remember about putting it up undefeated. I think there was so much uncertainty this, this season and uh, the possibility that things were kind of changing on the fly. I know we've used the word fluid before. That I don't know if anybody put that up. I apologize, guys. No, no, it's fine. I, I just, I'm just curious. And then also tonight's number, I, I imagine it's Gonzaga and over from the public. How, how high do you think those numbers go, if at all? If at all? Or, or do you anticipate even action? You know, it's one of those games like your typical you know, championship game in a lot of sports where we're seeing um, Gonzaga money on the point spread um, and you're seeing Baylor play on the money line. That, you know, you look at a Baylor team that was, you know, number, Gonzaga was number one the entire season. You look at a Baylor team that was number two, I think, 15 of the 17 weeks right behind um, Gonzaga. These two teams have kind of been on a collision course. Illinois was in that mix as well. Baylor had a much easier task in their game against Houston. UCLA, did they take anything out of the Zags, who hadn't been tested all year since that game against West Virginia? Um, so I think it's one of those games where both sides in the over, but if you like Baylor, they're playing it on the money line. If you like the Zags, they're laying the points in that game. So it, it may be where best-case scenario is one, two, three, or 4 uh, right now. All right, here's the $64,000 question. See, you could look at it and say, and Stevie and I, as always, are on opposite sides of the fence here. But you could say, hey, it's one of the biggest letdowns ever for a team. Okay, I get it. Or you could say every team that cuts down the nets has a game where they had to survive. And I think Gonzaga takes that big, deep breath and exhales. But, Chuck, if that game ends, Gonzaga, you know, kind of toying with them, and they win. They don't cover. But if Gonzaga wins the game by seven, eight, nine points, and then it was a comfortable win, what is the number today? I mean, what what would that number have been? If Gonzaga say the number was fourteen, if Gonzaga had won the game by fourteen, what would the number be today? I think you'd be seeing a number be of, of closer to six, six and a half, or seven in that range. Um, you know, I, I think it. You can't just look at it had Gonzaga of of one. Um, you know, by fourteen. Good but point. I think you know. I think it's the way that Baylor won as well. Uh-huh. And I think that that's factored in too. Um, I think you know that the number is a little bit uh, leaner than what you would have seen had had Baylor been in a close game and 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 Gonzaga won. You know, by double digits. But I think you factor all those things in. It's a Baylor team that is super deep. Um, deeper than the Zags are. Um, was, was Gonzaga tasked at all? Taxed at all? 
in that game against UCLA, and Baylor had an easy time. Both teams can play up-tempo and put points on the board, but, but I thought going into the weekend prior to the Final Four games that the number would be in that six, six-and-a-half range. Um, so I think what you're seeing right now is clearly evident of what occurred on Saturday night. These two teams have been atop the rankings all year long. Obviously, very no, low numbers from a future perspective from the get-go. The fact that these weren't you know, boxcar numbers coming in, are you, and I would assume the majority of joints around town, in a pretty good spot from a futures perspective? We're in a good spot with, with both teams. I think going into the Final Four weekend, Baylor and UCLA and Houston were phenomenal. Uh, Gonzaga was still good. Um, I, I think from that side of it, good on both teams, but much better on Baylor. L- like always, guys, when it's the team at the top of the board and there's short odds there, teams are, uh, or guests are looking more for kind of some value. So they're, they're looking for a, a better price. So you don't always see that, um, uh, you know, w- with the favorite. So I think that's the reason that, that there's a, you're still in pretty good shape with Gonzaga. But, uh, but overall, pretty good shape on both teams, guys. And I'm looking forward to tonight's game. After watching the, the women's game yesterday and how great that game was yeah. and how much fun it was to watch and watching UCLA and, and the Zags on Saturday night, I just hope we get kind of a trifecta and tonight's championship game is as good. They were great games. There's no doubt what a weekend it was. Chuck Esposito from Sunset Station is going to stick with us. The STN mobile app. Sign up for it. Up to a $500 sign-up bonus. Lunchtime, Stevie. 9701 West Flamingo, our friends at John Smith Subs. Golden Knights game day. Wear any hockey gear in there, 10% off. Don't forget our friends at Oasis, 4955 South Decatur. Great gaming promotions, and the banquet room is open, and the kitchen's open 24-7. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Your search is over. You found it. What you've been looking for. The definitive culmination of the state of the art of, of sports, sports talk. talk. This is the winning edge. You're listening to the Sports Grid Radio Network. Back with you, Sportsbook Radio in Las Vegas. Brian Blessing, Stevie Slapshot. Thrilled to be with you on the Sports Grid Radio Network, Series Channel 204. Good for you. I would have gone nuts. During a commercial break, Renee, here at the station, I walked in. I go, you remember the old Palmolive commercial? I go, yeah, where you put your hand in the thing for your hands, for oh. dry hands. She, You remembered the name? Marge. Marge. Was, I could It was driving me nuts. You're soaking in it. Well, no, I golfed yesterday. No, 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 that's, that was the line in the commercial. Yeah, but it was like, it was a dishwasher service, soft yeah, yeah, enough. Yeah, to, yeah, yeah. My hands, all of a sudden... And I've been good about it. that hand sanitizer stuff. Your hands get all dried out and stuff. Our buddy Danny, so the program I just director, palm all of have myself. some lotion in, in the. Well, I just in, in yeah, I office. did too. I just went and grabbed it. Okay, but I was having. It's one of those things your head hurts because you can't remember something. <laughs> I couldn't. Well, it's, it's everything. It's every sport, every topic. Every day. <laughs> no, you. Thank you. You bailed me out, yeah. March. Yeah, your March. head hurts. My face hurts. Yeah, it's killing me. <laughs> Chuck Esposito uh, is uh, you know the meat in this sandwich. He's our good friend. Join us. Hey, listen. By the way, we it's Masters Week. We love this show. All right. Tomorrow, Tony Neville from Treasure Island will join us. Vinny Maliulo is going to check in. Our dear friend. 
Wednesday, Jeff Sherman from the Superbook, a master's preview. And Friday, we end the week, we get back out there and visit Chuck and our friends out at Sunset Station. It's my favorite day of the week, get to get out and see people. Uh, Chuck, what a week this is. There's so much going on, and now baseball's rocking and rolling. It's awesome, guys. I mean, to have baseball back, and I know, you know, we kind of chatted about the Masters, and I know you're still going to be, you know, chatting about that later, but, I mean, we've got, you know, turning matchups. Of course, the future's up. First round matchups, round one birdie, round one score, props, Masters, you know, to, to miss the cut, group props. Um, I mean, the top pass champion, second round matchups will be coming. I mean, there is so many things up. It has become such a huge event. And, you know, piggybacking off the college basketball championship tonight, um, NBA and NHL seasons where they're at right now with NHL trade deadline around the corner. First pitch in MLB last week. Um, you know, the pro football draft coming up. It's such a great time with all this. I've said it. I think April's one of the, the best months ever, uh, you know, to be, a, to be a sports better. And you don't have to be here. We love it when you're here. But get signed up for SDN Mobile. as You, you touched on up to the $500 bonus. Skip the line. We have kiosks at all of our properties, including the Wildfire Gaming properties and the El Cortez. It, it's just a really fun time to be part of this industry right now with so much going on, boys. Hey, Chuck, I'm telling you, you talk about the Masters. It's my favorite event. I say it all year long. I mean, literally, when they're on, like, number 13 on Sunday, I get verklempt because I'm like, it's almost over, and I have to wait 365 days for it again, or 361 days. It is so cool. I cannot wait to see this edition of the Masters because, Chuck, the boys in the green jacket that run the joint, they're none too happy that Dustin Johnson was 20 under par last year, and they're none too happy that Bryson DeChambeau strutting around saying, it's par 67 for me. You watch them get even this week. These greens are going to be like kitchen floors. You'll get the traditional pin placements on Sunday, but I bet you they put these pins on Thursday, Friday, and Saturday, several of these holes, in some of the snarkiest spots these guys have never seen. I think that's what makes it great, B, that they're able to do that. And I think you have so many, you know, talented young golfers, which we've talked about. And you really look at the price. And, you know, I, you know you've seen a price drop on DJ, of course. But I, I think you look at even, you know, uh, JT with his win yesterday and DeChambeau. And, you know, there's so many top guys um, that uh, really are all over the place. Um, you know, uh, I meant to say speed with his win yesterday. I apologize. But there, there's so many, you know, talented young guys that you're looking for, for value, like we talked about with the college basketball championship. And I think based on what you said right now and, and all these talented guys out there, it's going to be fun this weekend, no question. That is such an incredible story, Spieth bouncing back, because believe me, I don't care who you are. Tom Watson could have already been by Jack Nicholas. I say this to anybody who'll listen, Chuck, from – in his 60s, as good a ball striker as there is on the planet, but he couldn't make a four-foot putt to save his life for the better part of seven years. I mean, he almost won the British Open in his 60s. It, it's a, such a fleeting thing. But Spieth had fallen so far down and off the radar, and all of a sudden he finally gets his act together. If I'd have told, I said this to Stevie in the first hour, if I'd have told you, that Jordan Spieth would be the second choice in the Masters, he'd have had me committed. I mean, he's all the way, you know, he's in that 8, 10, 11 to 1 range around town. 
be. I mean, you were looking at a guy that was probably around the 30th selection industry-wide. I mean, you were getting a phenomenal price on him, you know, upwards of, you know, 40, 45, 50 to 1 industry-wide. So, I mean, it is, it is dramatically uh, different right now based on what occurred. Well, to our previous discussion in the previous segment, a Jordan Spieth win I can't imagine would be good for the books, right? Because he's been taking a lot of money. He's been on the first page of leaderboards for the last five weeks, but now he's coming off a win and going to a place where he plays great. Yeah, and you've seen the dramatic uh, drop. So there's been, you know, guests who bet bet him at the high price. They're definitely smiling right now after that win yesterday. So, yeah, going into it with still, you know, a couple of days, um, he's not going to be someone that we're in a great spot with. Hey, is there a particular prop or two that you've already come up with that you're kind of proud of in, in the Masters, Chuck? And then for the fourth round, are, are there any props that you guys are thinking of connected to other sports, like, like, a, like a Masters prop to a baseball game or a Masters prop to an NBA game? We didn't do it to, uh, to any of the other sports, but, um, uh, but I think just the fact that we add so much, Stevie, that every year now, um, we're coming up with more and more props to put on the board. It's becoming more and more popular. Um, there's so many different ways to bet it that I really wouldn't have envisioned this, you know, say mm-hmm. five years ago. Uh, it goes hand in hand with kind of everything else that we've um, expanded the menu on. And when I say that, I, I mean more golf specific, that I, I just didn't see that explosion with the interest. But there's so many talented guys, again, as I, as I mentioned, that it's fun putting these props up. And, you know, our guys over at Red Rock, our hub guys, uh, Kenny and, and, and Joe and, and, and Brad and Mike, I know, and Vinny, they're, they're all, uh, Cindy and Marky, they're, they're hard work in putting all these, you know, different props on the board, uh, and they take pride in it. And it's fun having so much um, that we can put right now up. And, and this really is the event within the event. Well, I got the STN mobile app in my hand. It's the sports book in the palm of your hands. Yes, no, will there be a playoff? Will there be a hole-in-one? I'll tell a story about that. Then you got a boatload of guys. Will they finish in the top 20? Uh, yeah, that's the number, the top 20. And you have an exact margin of victory index. That's pretty cool. Uh, the hole-in-one prop is always interesting. Will there be a hole-in-one? Yes is minus $1.50. My, <laughs> my hole-in-one story, God rest his soul, I talk about him occasionally. Jason Bean, we worked together over at LVSC when I first moved here. This kid was a golf nut. And one of the biggest bets he'd make every year, he was a smart kid, but he bet the no, there won't be a hole-in-one. Well, you know number 16, the hole's at the bottom of the bowl. And they always scare the hole on Sunday. So the, the one year, the leaders are on 15, the final pairing on 15, and the guy's ready to, you know, make the eagle putt, the tournament's on the line, and he has to back away from the putt because there's this explosion of sound. And there was, and he knew right then. There was no doubt. It was the next-to-last group, Chuck, <laughs> that the guy got a hole-in-one on, on 16. The next-to-last group. There were only three guys left. There was only three guys left to shoot at the par three, and the guy got the hole-in-one. Sometimes stuff happens like that, guys. You never know. Um, but uh, I think, again, that's what makes it so much fun is putting all this different stuff on the board and, and you know, letting people bet it and have fun with it and root for and against it. And I know on Sunday 
uh, depending who's who's playing on that back nine. It just adds intrigue, and you can just tell that there more and more people will gravitate to the book on Sunday because of that. Uh, you know who who's left on the back nine, and that's what makes it fun. Let me ask you, Bud. Generally speaking. The Masters numbers are up, let's say, in August. They'll put the Masters up for the next year. Well, because of COVID, right, we missed the spring. They played it in November. So because there was a Masters played late in the year and then that number was hung late in the year, did it prompt incredible action on the 2021 Masters because the Masters was played in the fall last year? I think it did be. I I think, like... Everything else, getting you know, getting everything kind of back right-sided, and we looked at that for this month. That you're going to have more of a traditional calendar in April, and having the Masters played, you know, and, and having the you know the warmer weather, and 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 kind of uh, it, it it says spring all over it. So I would say yes, that we we've seen definitely an uptick in play, um, you know, leading up to this, uh, you know, leading up to the eighth. Chuck Esposito, Sunset Station, we're. Hoping against hope that we're racing back to normalcy and all the cool events that we do out there at Club Madrid. But we love being able to come out and see you on Fridays, bud. We encourage people, if you're coming in from out of town, to get the STN mobile app. Sign up bonus up to $500. We always appreciate you jumpstarting a new week and wrapping one up, racing to the weekend, and we'll see you at the end of the week. All right, boys. Always enjoy it. Enjoy the game tonight, and I will see you guys on Friday. Come on, Hawks. I'll listen to you. Oh, you're always throwing this guy. Go Cubs, go. It's, it's baseball season. All right, buddy. Thank you. Chuck Esposito, Mike Lewis from the Suncoast coming up in the on-deck circle. It's Golden Knights game day. Don't forget, get over to Terrible Herbs. Ah, home games. Spin the wheel for that $1,000 VGK prize pack. Back in a moment to Vegas. Can I buy you? SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. HP AM 1400 and KSHP.com. Back with you on Sportsbook Radio, Brian Blessing, Stevie Slapshot. You have a dark side, man. I do. Oh, very much so. I love it. <laughs> During the break, you said, What about Dustin Johnson and Kevin Na in the Masters? Dustin Johnson could care less about Kevin Na in the Masters. But the day, if it comes, that they're paired together after what happened in the match play, now that would be must see TV. And then I'm sitting there going, oh, man, how awesome would that be? Put them together in the first, but the defending champ plays with the top amateur. Okay. But, oh, I love it. If, oh, if, that would have been great. If they do get paired, if somehow, you know, Nah and he are both up there and they, and they get paired during the Dustin Masters. Dustin Johnson would be minus $9. I'm, and, I, and I will lay it. And I'll lay it. <laughs> Mike Lewis from the Suncoast, the corner of Alta and Rampart, the Be Connected mobile app is really swank now. It's been upgraded. It's got our horse and sports component to it and in-game wagering on virtually everything. Mr. Lewis, hello, good sir. How was your... uh, By the way, I hope everybody had a wonderful Easter. How was your uh, weekend? 
It was good. It was busy. Uh, great Final Four Saturday, and uh, looking forward to tonight's game. What about the shot by Suggs? Did the roof come off the sports book at the Suncoast? Yeah, it was a it, it was a collective sigh. A lot of people, uh, uh, just the the, the basketball fans, it, it was great. They loved it. Uh, we did have a lot of UCLA money line betters that uh, were rolling on the floor. Oh, I can only imagine that, that was insane. What do you make of the number now? Four and a half. And the total is 159 and a half. And I asked Chuck in the first segment, if Gonzaga wins the game comfortably, you know, 8 to 10, even if they don't cover the 14, what's this number? You know, I I, I think it's the right number. I okay. mean, I think uh, Baylor's playing really well. And, you know, they, they can put up points and they can get a good offensive rebounding team. Uh, you know, I think the number's uh, the correct number. What do you think leading up the tip-off? I mean, if money was to come in one way or the other, you think this is the number, or do you think we'll see some uh, action? I, you may see a you may see a, a, a four pop up. I don't know if uh, or a, you know go down to to a flat four, but uh, you know, I think uh, you're not going to see major movement on the number. I don't believe. How do you think the game plays out, Mike? Particularly from from Baylor's side, for me, do you, do you think Baylor tries to outscore them, or do they try to slow Gonzaga down? I think Baylor's got to play like Baylor plays. Uh, you know, I, I think uh, you know Baylor plays one way, and if they try to play a different way, it's not going to be uh, pretty for them. Uh, Gonzaga can play the slow down game or the uh, run and gun game, so uh, I, I think uh, Baylor must play their uh, their tempo if uh, if they're going to win this game. Oh, forgive me, Mike. I mean, it's my job. You're my friend. I don't want to do this, but... Why are you smiling? Well, I'm not smiling. Don't get me in trouble. I'm not smiling. That's not true. Tell him that's not true. I wasn't smiling. It's not true. Thank you. It was kind of a grin. It was a smirk, I'm sure. It was not, I swear. (laughs) Minnesota's up 7-0 on your Tigers in the top of the fifth. Yeah, you know, <laughs> you know, am I surprised? No. So, I mean, it's, you know, the tie, I, they're on the road. It's going to probably be another two years before you see uh, uh, the Tigers, uh, you know, flirt with the 500 mark. How about baseball out of the gate? Do the players, are they jumping, you know, right in, or does it kind of build to something after a couple of weeks? It's a mix. I mean, we've got some people that are jumping right in. Uh, but, yeah, it's, you know, you, you like to get the pitchers uh, a couple outings before you really uh, uh, make a splash in it. But uh, we did definitely have a few players that aren't, uh, aren't waiting around, and they're, uh, they're hitting it. All right. What a Saturday it was for the horse players. You had the wood, the bluegrass, and the San Anita Derby. And the grenade went off at the wood. Would the horse pay 128 bucks or something yeah, insane? Yeah, I think he was uh, uh, 71 to 1. Under, oh, so it was 148, not 120. Yeah, yeah, that'll leave a mark. <laughs> I mean, what a great day of racing that was, though. I mean, the undercards oh, and all the tracks. I mean, they, how big was the handle? I would imagine it was a great day for the house. It was, yeah, it was a really good day. Uh, you know, a lot of uh, a lot of uh, players came out to play. Uh, Saturday with uh, three different tracks having marquee races, so it was a it was a good betting day for uh, 
for the for the books and the uh, players. All right, coming up at the top of the hour on the Sports Grid Radio Network and Series 204, it'll be Scott Farrell. Locally, we do Vegas Hockey Hotline, KSHP.com. There's a listen live function. Our guest today is Pat Micheletti, our good friend, great friend, from Minnesota. And we're talking about the Wild and how good they're playing in the matchup with the Golden Knights. So if you're a hockey fan, we think you'll like that. Mike Lewis has a great opinion on hockey. Mike, I am really, really worried this deal in Vancouver where basically the entire organization is under the gun now with the COVID. First and foremost, you hope everybody's okay because they're saying it's not just guys on a list. There are guys that are nauseous, fatigued, dehydrated, so you know, really having a tough time. And they're talking about, which is the really scary dynamic, this is a country their border's been closed. And even Canadian people going back home have to get quarantined. And they're talking about this thing's the Brazilian strain of this thing. The league already by Saturday are in serious discussions, God forbid, and the players want no part of it. But the bubble is back in play. Yeah, uh, I know they've been discussing it. Uh, and you definitely don't want the, you know, the, I don't know the debt. You know, the players definitely don't want no bubble. Uh, so we're just going to, you know, we're going to have to wait and see. I mean, could, could it be that the Canadian division goes to a bubble and the other ones just maintain what they're doing uh, if no other outbreaks are going on? But, you know, I, I think someone from Dallas, uh, the coach, the, the coach got removed yesterday yeah, bonus, during bonus. the game. Yeah. So, uh, you know, you know, let's take a wait and see approach. That uh, you know, I think it'll be it'll be a little different. I don't think you're going to have one city. I could see if they wanted to do a bubble that you would have four cities in the first two rounds that have the bubble. Uh, you know, the the Western Conference will you know for the first two rounds would go to a Western Conference bubble. So I mean, it wouldn't just be everyone goes to one one city. I wouldn't. But think they, that would but, happen. but technically though. The way it's structured this year, there is no, I mean, I know what you're saying, but there is no East and West, and they recede based on regular season standings. So, yeah, I guess you could splinter them off and have two sites. But once once you get to the, the semis, you know, you deal with it from there. But the, the Canadian teams that comes out of the North is already up against it where they're likely playing their quote-unquote home games at a neutral site down here in the States. Yeah, no, it, it, it's it's a real possibility that that's how it is. I mean, bottom line is, you know, uh, the first two rounds are still uh, going to be uh, in conference, I believe. They're in division. Right. No, they're all in division. There's no doubt. So the first two rounds, you know, bottom line, if you're looking out here at the West, you just, you know, what what team did not make the playoffs? Let's say it's the Sharks. Mm-hmm. And maybe San Jose is going to be the bubble for the first two rounds for four teams. The, the, these. And then, and then, yeah, when you get to the final four, you could, I guess, have just one bubble and play the, you know, every other day, and do it that way. But I, I think the bubble is going to be, you know, it, it, it it's going to be the last resort, you know, if, if things maintain and uh, it only is Vancouver and the rest of the teams are okay, then, uh, you know, I think they just put out another memo which they ju- just did yesterday that says, you know, once they get to the playoffs, you know. Hey, for this to happen, you guys are just going to have to be even more diligent than you already are. So, I mean, I don't know if there's actually if it'll come down to the bubble. I think the bubble is going to be the last resort. 
but uh, I think they'll, they'll do a wait and see before, and they're not going to make a decision up, uh, right oh, now. Uh, they'll hey, make a decision l- l- later on. Fingers crossed. I mean, you know, we, nobody wants to see it, but this new strain of this thing, I guess, is the scariest thing of all. But It's going to be interesting how, how this season plays out now because, as Brian said, some of these guys in Vancouver are seriously ill, so it's not just... Um, an update, I, uh, yeah. full disclosure. No, they were nauseous, and they said they were in really rough shape. Yeah, there's a report out today. Thankfully, they're saying a lot of everybody is a lot better, but they they still got a ways to go. Right. But it was the initial. I mean, when you get sick, I mean, you know, fever, nausea. So the, those guys were hurting, and and it's not just one that you got to bounce back and get back in game That's shape. That's what I was going to point out. So again, the, the the first thing again that these guys and their families, you know, are healthy, but schedule wise. It's not just, you know, getting over it and then jumping right back on the ice. They've got to get back in condition to play games. That takes time. So this really messes up the schedule. How do they finish the season? And then if you look at the injury list in the NHL, I wouldn't say half the teams, but probably a quarter of the teams. There's a guy. Halak just tested positive yesterday for Boston. There's there's a guy on a quarter of the teams that, that's got COVID. So, so every, you know, a lot of teams are dealing with this in some form. Yeah, you're right. Uh, but, you know, the NHL came out today and said they're confident uh, Vancouver will be able to finish out their schedule. I know Vancouver was calling some of their uh, uh, other players that aren't on the team to uh, make make plans for them to join the team uh, for a short period of time. So, uh, you know, when they get enough players back, they, you know, you're going to see some guys that aren't regulars in the uh, lineup that will have to take their place. But, you know, it, it – Nothing's going to be perfect this uh, this year, and uh, they're going to have to make do. And we'll see, uh, you know, uh, in another month, what what transpires and what decisions are made. You know, from what's going on on the ice, though, Mike, it's starting to heat up. The intensity's starting to be be there, and you're looking at all of a sudden. We talked about this. You can go up or down the ladder very quickly. Minnesota's on a tootsie roll. San Jose's back in the picture. The Blues are driving off a cliff. There's a lot of things going on around the league. It's pretty interesting right now. Yeah, and you know, it, it's it's the, the teams are making their playoff push, and uh, it's it's interesting to see uh, you know teams go up and down, and you know, every division is there, there, there's a storyline. You know, uh, a couple of weeks ago we were like you know Nashville selling off their team. Now right now they're in a playoff spot. Uh, you know. The, Pittsburgh, they're going to make all these trades and start rebuilding. Well, they're in a playoff spot. So, you know, you can go up and down very, very quickly. And, you know, right now Arizona's got that four spot in the West and San Jose, who's, you know, starting to turn things around a little bit. And uh, they're right there. And two weeks ago, we were talking about the Kings being that team. And now, uh, you know, they've only, they're three and seven, their last 10. And, you know, they're just. You know, just ahead of Anaheim for the basement. So, you know, it, it, it's going to be like this, and uh, you know, it's going to make it things interesting. You know, two, two, you know, two weeks ago in Asheville, as I said, we're just ready to trade off their team, and here they are. They may be looking for so, some scoring and be buyers in the uh, before the deadline next week. Mike Lewis, our good friend from the Sun Coast, always a pleasure. Mike, have a wonderful week. Have and back to T-ball. Right, spring break's over. Get those kids. Get them running laps. Yeah, Friday, Saturday, uh, <laughs> a couple games, and looking forward to it. And uh, going to have some nice weather, it looks like. Sounds great. Thanks, Mike, for doing this. Thanks, guys. Hey, it's going to be one of our favorite days of the year next week. 
Talk about this. I got the Masters for four days, which is heaven. Then we get the NHL trade deadline day on Monday. Yeah, baby, this is a great week. We're coming back to Vegas on Sportsbook Radio. There's a pandemic going SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Don't think of us as a place to just hear sports talk. Think of us more as an all-you-can-listen buffet of live odds, lines, matchups, injury reports, and news you can use. We are the Sports Grid Radio Network. All right, back with you, Sportsbook Radio. Top of the hour, Scott Farrell on the Sports Grid Radio Network, Series 204. Don't forget, hockey fans, Saturday night at midnight, Cam Stewart and I with Andrew Torres, we do Light the Lamp on Series 204 and on the Sports Grid Radio platforms. We do the Light the Lamp podcast weekly for you. A lot of good hockey information. Hey, we do injuries right now. And it's always brought to you by Uzu CBD Plus, Y-U-Z-U-C-B-D-plus.com, featuring gummies, delicious chocolates, capsules, and lotions. You can manage pain the all-natural way. Use the promo code BLESSING, 10% off your first order. Free shipping orders of $100 or more. What do you got? We'll start in the NBA, Brian, for Brooklyn tonight. James Harden hamstring in for the Brooklyn Nets against the Knicks. Blake Griffin's going to rest tonight for Brooklyn again. And uh, Durant out tonight, but he's getting better. That hamstring may be good to go on Wednesday versus New Orleans for Kevin Durant. For the Lakers tonight, Andre Drummond with that toe. The toenail did come off, Brian, and I told you if it did, he's missed the last two games. I think he officially is day-to-day. Why do you keep doing that at lunchtime? He can't put his shoe on. I'm going to go doubtful for tonight with Andre Drummond Just against the Toronto. Just off and get it over with. Wesley Beal for the Washington <laughs> Wizards has a hip injury. He's questionable tonight versus Detroit. Uh, DeAndre Hunter for Atlanta has a knee issue. He had a procedure done. He's going to miss a couple of games. In the NHL, Tuka Rask with the back injury is on IR, will not play tonight and nor Halak. tomorrow. Halak came down with a positive test last night. He won't be able to go tonight. It's Dan Vladar in net for the Boston Bruins tonight. Just call him Darth Vader and get it over with. All right. By the way, Kyle Palmieri, oh, undisclosed, oh, oh, oh. missed yesterday's game. The injury there, he's going to get moved. <laughs> the old read-between-the-lines injury. Absolutely correct, sir. Follow him on Twitter at Stevie Slapshot. You can follow me at Brian Blessing. Uh, on Vegas Hockey Hotline, coming up locally, KSHP.com. Pat Micheletti's going to join us from Minnesota. Always a fun hockey discussion. Scott Farrell's coming up next on the network. Thanks to our producer back in New York, Chris Bavona. I'm Brian Blessing with Stevie Slapshot. Thanks for joining us on Sportsbook Radio. Live on, live, matchups, injury reports, and news you can use.